Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Yo, 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 Legacy Leaders, what is good? Welcome to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast presented to you by the Legacy Leadership Learning Group. I got it right this time. Hey. <laughs> yes, sir. This is a show where we teach you what it takes to live as a leader worth following, how to develop others and your team to do the same, and in doing so, leave a legacy for generations to come. Uh, I am Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., along with my co-host, my homeboy, Devon Watts Jr. What's going on, leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you are new uh, or if you're a loyal listener, we appreciate you sincerely. Um, like for real, for real, we do. Um, and in that appreciation, we just ask that you like this particular episode, uh, leave a review if you are so inclined, and then share this podcast uh, episode with anybody who you know will get value out of this, especially as we continue this series on decision making. Uh, if you are one of our viewers on our YouTube channel, again, we appreciate you so much. Uh, we picked up some additional subscribers. Uh, over the last couple of weeks as well. So if you have not subscribed, please do that. Uh, and then leave us a comment and share the video again with another entrepreneur uh, or individual leader that you know, again, would get tremendous amount of value from this topic as we continue to, to run down decision-making uh, and really focusing on strategies to help make smarter and faster decisions. It is uh, ultimately what we're discussing today. Uh, and again, continuing on from last week, as we talked about really five tenets of really the mindset that you need to have when it comes to decision making. So we wanted to to get into the mindset first, break those things down and then start getting into some of the strategy pieces, um, which we are going to do. But before that, we really wanted to make sure that we talked about five reasons that cause indecision, procrastination uh, and even delayed decision making before we get into those seven strategies. So that's what uh, today's episode is going to be all about. Yeah, I, I think what's important for us, right, we spent a lot of time in the last episode <clears throat> really kind of breaking down the five tenets that are essential for making effective decisions, like when you, from a mindset perspective, like being in the right mindset. Mm -hmm. And we'd just be remiss if we didn't address the fact that it's also your mindset that hinders you from being able to make effective decisions. And that manifests itself in the form of procrastination, indecision. Uh, and so we want to address those things. And so we're not necessarily, as you know, kind of we go through this, we're not necessarily going to provide solutions for that because that'll be in the next episode when we get into mm -hmm. the specific tactics for effective decision making. But this is more about understanding what drives procrastination and decision. Um, and, you know, having that awareness will then equip you to being able to, you know, leverage the right tool or tactic uh, to be able to overcome. So 
definitely looking forward to getting into this topic. Um, mm-hmm. We actually talked talked a little bit too <clears throat> about this uh, slightly in our last cold brew and convo uh, episode. Um, that uh, if you weren't able to join us on the live version of Podbean, uh, which we go live every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. and Podbean cold brew and convos, um, where we usually talk, you know, chopping it up about entrepreneurial topics, you know, maybe current events, you know, who knows, we may have some surprise guests on to mm-hmm. chop it up with us. Uh, but in this last, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in this last cold brew and convos uh, episode, uh, titled State of the Culture, uh, State of the Culture. We talk about some cultural events, uh, specifically with uh, the Joe Budden podcast and some recent developments there, and then also what's happening in the in the culture from a labor market perspective and kind of the great uh, resignation um, that that is uh, due to come that people are predicting is coming as folks have started to make the decision. Around, around leaving their corporate employer to jump into that pool of entrepreneurship because the pandemic has taught them that the safest bet they can make is building something themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> and those are obviously in both of these examples, I'm not going to break it down here, but you guys got to go back and listen to it. But we talk about the decisions that you make as an entrepreneur, right, in those circumstances, whether it's, you know, um, you know, removing folks from your inner circle or making decisions to take the business in a different direction or the decision to jump into business, right? And so um, it's just timely then that we would talk about decision-making and the mindset because, again, those are some pretty weighty ones Mm -hmm. and ones that, believe it or not, would definitely lend itself to either procrastination or indecision. I mean, in fact, if you look, look at those specific use cases, um, we talked about that just a little bit um, in both examples with the, the Joe Budden podcast and then with folks that are jumping into the entrepreneurial space, how indecision and procrastination is rearing its ugly head. And honestly, it, in, I'm thinking about the Joe Budden situation specifically. It kind of actually made the situation worse because there were some decisions that needed to be made early on when these uh, issues started to rear their ugly head that um, weren't made. And, you know, the one thing that's that's true about a difficult decision is that it doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't disappear. Right. Um, and the longer that you allow it to sit, um, the more urgent. Right. The more urgent and the greater the weight of the decision when you finally have to make it right. Either you're going to make the, deci- the decision or the decision is going to make you. Uh, right um and so yeah i'm really excited to kind of get into these topics around what drives procrastination so that we can equip our entrepreneurs our entre leaders with the the awareness to be able to avoid it and then in our next episode the tools to be able to overcome it yeah absolutely so we have really five again five reasons that we want to break down for you we're going to talk about a lack of confidence a conflict with personal values a lack of information uh, and how that can hinder your, your decision-making or lead to procrastination. What happens when there's too much information and then the outcome of decisions that are just totally unknown. Um, so Dee, why don't you go ahead and, and jump into that first one and, and break it down for our folks, in particular, lack of confidence. Absolutely. So <clears throat> when we talk about lack of confidence and how lack of confidence can really drive um, indecision um, from a decision-making perspective. What we're really getting at here is we're talking about the, that, that voice that exists in our heads, 
right? That voice that exists in all of our heads, whatever you want to call it, your intuition, your gut, your, your conscious, right? But that voice that when that voice starts to, um, you know, uh, dabble in negative self-talk, how that can actually be the biggest enemy, the, the biggest enemy to making an effective decision, right? It's that voice in your head that tells you, you know, are you sure that this is the right thing to do? Um, you know, what if you make this decision and everything goes horribly wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, what if, um, you know, you make this decision and everything that you've been working towards, you've been, you know, you've been building is destroyed, right? Or, um, you know, that negative self-talk that says, hey, your track record, you don't have a good track record of making decisions. You've made some pretty bad decisions before. Like, maybe this is another situation where you're going to make another bad decision, right? And I think, you know, the key there, (coughs) right, the key there is being real with yourself in the sense that who hasn't, as an entrepreneur, made a bad decision? Like, as a leader, period, right, um, our our history, our track record is peppered with bad decisions. Now, um, they are bad decisions, or we find out that they're bad decisions, obviously in hindsight, right, because we never go into a situation intentionally mm-hmm. trying to make the wrong decision, right? We're making what we feel is the best decision with the information that we have at our disposal, and then after after we make the decision, we're exposed to different uh, additional information. We get feedback and we find out if it was the right decision or not. Right. But, um, you know, it's amazing how many leaders that I've, I've had to, you know, had the opportunity to work with over my career where so much of their indecision was driven by this lack of confidence, this fear of, uh, of being wrong and the insecurity that that festers. Right. Um, almost the sentiment of, man, if I make the wrong decision, I'll be exposed for not being capable in the first place, Mm -hmm. right? And I would say that for uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, and you can keep me honest on this, uh, Jimmy, but a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, a lot of us as leaders, like it's natural for us at time to um, fall victim to this feeling of imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Like, just this notion of, like, man, I'm not as I'm, I'm not as good as people may think I am, mm-hmm. right? I'm not as good as, as people may think I am. Am I going to be exposed, you know, for some lack of skill or lack of knowledge, and am I really good enough to, to pull this off? Absolutely. Or, um, you know, uh, am I overestimating my abilities mm-hmm. or... Um, Am I as knowledgeable about this this area as people think I am or I claim to be? Right. Um, and so what I'm what I'm sure the reason why I bring that up for our leaders is to one level set that you're not alone. You're not alone in having these thoughts. But what it comes down to is how do you respond when these thoughts appear, like when they manifest themselves? Right. Um and uh, you've heard me mention this before, and uh, yeah, I share with our, entre- our entrepreneurs, our entre leaders, our listeners out there, right, is I've always viewed self-doubt as, um, as gasoline, right, as, as gas, right? And, uh, you know, gasoline is a very powerful, uh, powerful, 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 powerful resource, right, uh, source of energy. 
All right, because that's it, why they're by flocking to those gas stations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah line is a gas shortage right now. <laughs> I see people, <laughs> you know, filling up containers, filling up bags, and like, um, not to, not to, uh, not to divulge too, uh, too much, right? Uh, diverge too much, right? But it's just hilarious because, like, I'm sitting here and I'm the type of person like I don't, um, I don't watch a lot of. Um, you know, different shows and stuff like that. But like, if mm-hmm. I have the TV on, it's because I'm consuming the news. Like I'm at, I'm at, uh, I, I would, I was going to say I'm at that age, but I'd be lying. I've been like this since I was like, like 18, 19. Like I just, I like, I like politics. I like what's going on in the world. Like, I just like to be informed by those things. It just always intrigued me. Um, and I feel like you got to know what's going on. Right. Um, Gabriella, on the other hand, is not like that. Like she got the TV on, it's going to be on real how, you know, desperate housewives or real housewives or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. She gets her a lot of her news from social media, and we all know how uh, accurate or inaccurate that can be at times, right? Uh, and so uh, we're sitting up here like two nights ago or whatever, and she's in the room, and I'm in the living room, like uh, like just chilling, like re- like I think I was reading. She's like, "Babe," calling across the house. I don't respond because I'm reading. Babe, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "We gotta go get gas. It's a gas shortage." No, it's not. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Everybody's saying it's a gas shortage. It's not a gas shortage. <laughs> She's like, but then why would they say it is? Who is they? The internet. That's why they would say it. Because <laughs> there's not a gas shortage. People are inadvertently creating a gas shortage by panic buying. Exactly. <laughs> there's not a gas shortage at all. We are fine. And so she's like, so we don't have to get gas? No. no we, don't have to go right. get gas. we don't have to go get gas. Not at all. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. And sure enough, right? So, uh, anyway, back to gasoline, though. So, um, that, that fear, that, that fear um, is very much like that fear, that, that lack of confidence is very much like gasoline, right? And you got a decision to make when, when you're presented with it because you have it. You have the gasoline, right? You can pour it all over yourself, light the match, and let it consume you and burn in the flames, right? Or you can put it in your tank, right, and use it to propel you forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the, sa- the same fuel source. It's just about how you use it, right? Again, gasoline can use it be to burn down and destroy. It can also be the reason why you progress forward and you're able to travel around and reach new, des- reach new destinations, reach new heights, right? Um, and so uh, for our entrepreneurs, as you're listening, um, you know, and just coming to maybe coming to the realization that, yeah, a large part of my indecisiveness as a, as a, um, as a decision maker, as a leader, comes down to this co- this lack of confidence or this fear of imposter syndrome or um, being exposed, right? The challenge for you is what do you do with that lack of confidence? How do you how do you use that fuel? Do you allow it to consume you, or do you put it in your tank? You allow it to propel you forward. And what I mean by that is use it as motivation to address the root cause of that lack of uh, confidence so that you can be confident and then make the effective decision right and again we won't get into the specific tactics around those things we'll be breaking that stuff down in the next episode um but uh i think that's definitely well worth just you know being able to pause and reflect on yeah when you talk about the imposter syndrome too i i I also think about other things that cause that right and insecurity but especially in this day and age and you mentioned social media, there's so many 
entrepreneurs out there, right? There's so many people doing their thing with their Instagram pages. Uh, so many people now that Clubhouse is on Android. Uh, I've been on there and just listening and learning and kind of peeping. I'm a dot connector. I'm an influencer. There you go. (laughs) Now, and and some people, they they very well may be, right? And, and, you know, we've talked about people that um, are very well-known entrepreneurs and millions and billionaires. And you look at those folks, it's it's comparing your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20. And, and then that starts to mess with how you see yourself, and, and then it, it influences the decisions that you make, what you know, one way or another. <clears throat> um, and I, I mentioned this to you uh, a couple of days ago. You know, one of the books that I was reading, the uh, Twenty Two Immutable Laws of Branding. Right? It's don't look at these businesses or entrepreneurs and what they're doing right now. Look at what they did before they got successful, because that's where you're at. Like you haven't made it there yet. So stop looking at all the things that they're doing now and knowing, oh, I can't be like Gary Vee. Yeah, Gary Vee has like 15 people doing all of his marketing and social media, right? right. Um, what was he doing prior to that? You know what I mean? And whatever that example is, uh, but don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20. And if you're going to look for role models, that's great. But look at what they were doing before they made it big and they were super successful. Those are the steps. That's the grind that you need to study, that you need to be on right now so that you can then reach where they're at or even surpass, you know, whatever level that success is and whatever you deem success to be for yourself. Uh, But just so important to to help yourself, you know, fight those things mentally so that you do not have that lack of confidence to make decisions. Right. Actually, I love that you're bringing that up specifically, too, right, because you know, just because you, you you are indecisive when it comes to making a decision doesn't mean that all decisions you'll be making um, are going to introduce indecision. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that, right, is like, all right, I may be indecisive about the direction that I can, I can um, I'm going to take my business, right? So I'm not ready to make that decision right now. But I can make the decision to get more information or to research or to look at, you know, look at somebody that I do idolize or model myself after and go back to their journey and say, okay, well, when they had to make a similar decision, like what was the steps that they went through? What are mm-hmm. the things that they learned, right? Like that in itself, the decision to get more information is a decision. And I think exactly. that's another thing too is like, um, you know, not to get too deep into it, but, you know, obviously we got here just a little bit, right? Which is, uh, making decisions you know making decisions gaining wins growing whatever it is they're all of those things are a momentum based sport and so i think sometimes we get so fixated on the inability to make the decision uh, the decision that we want to make and not acknowledge all the other decisions that are being made the leading up to that right and sometimes you have to be able to celebrate or acknowledge the momentum that exists in the other decisions that are being made again yeah maybe i haven't made a decision around my marketing strategy yet right but i shouldn't let that define me as an indecisive entrepreneur and and that means that everything else goes to hell it just means that i'm not it's not time to make that decision yet because there's a bunch of other decisions that need to be made before that the decision Mm -hmm. of what other entrepreneurs am i going to look out or you know research and look out to and go back to their where they were in their walk on their chapter one 
where they were making these steps. What are the different platforms or different tools and vehicles available to me from a marketing perspective, right? Like all of those are decisions. The decision to inform, educate yourself and inform is a decision. And if you're making that and pursuing it and you acknowledge it, then you can also acknowledge the momentum that's being built in your ability to make a decision, right? And so um, I think part of what feeds a lack of that self-confidence sometimes is a lack of self-awareness mm-hmm. and the fact that, again, we don't we're not we're not in maybe in a position right now to make the the final decision that we need to make but that doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge all the other decisions that you're making along the way to get to a place where you're prepared to make that final decision um, and acknowledge that momentum that's being built and so um yeah man and it, it, don't even get me started on the like, just kind of the social media aspects right because you're, you're absolutely right you can't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20 and i would even go f- so far to say for some of these folks especially and this is why decision making is such a critical 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 um topic for us to discuss with our entrepreneurs um our entre leaders out there is uh, for some of these people you can't even compare your chapter one to their chapter one because their chapter one is a, is a, is a, uh <laughs> is a, a fiction mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean uh it's a total total make-believe right yeah. <laughs> and, and so it has all the aesthetic and the veneer and all the shine and I'm doing this and I'm, you know, entrepreneur of the year, da, 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 building a business, building a successful business, successful brand, da, 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 da. And then when you, uh, when you know the real, when you know the real, you're like, ah, oh, no, nah, man, you ain't got it like that. You know what I mean? So, um, you have to really, um, be discerning in the decisions that you make around, you know, what entrepreneurs out there, what other, uh, you know, folks out there that you look to, to learn from. Um, and then also being able to have the dis- the discipline and discernment to be able to just kind of focus on your game, you know, your game and your business and not necessarily get distracted by what's going on with other people um, and using that to measure or assess your own success. Like that's a very, very um, slippery, slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely. Which which is a good segue because you talk about discernment uh, and I think it gets down to like, what do you value? And do you really value the same thing that these other individuals that you may be looking at uh, value? So the second thing that we want to focus on is what happens when you're trying to make decisions and there's a conflict with your personal values. Again, if if you've taken the steps, and I encourage you if you haven't, to, to really think about what is what is your personal value system, right? And going through that activity of you know, making a specific note and whatever that number is, it could be three, four, five, six, seven things that you truly value that help to guide your decisions. So if you have, if you've done that, you really think about it, like it it shouldn't be really worth your time to start kind of wrestling with yourself and and your mind about how do I make these type of decisions. But if you have to make a choice that directly conflicts with your morals, your faith, or, or just your own personal ethics, like just be done with it. Be done with it, move on, and and don't even, again, expend the calories necessary to, to, to allow yourself to even wrestle with that. Because uh, just the consequences of having to live with yourself after that, like, you just don't want to have to deal with that. Going against your intuition, going against your faith, your values, and the things that you hold dear to you, and make a decision that you know is in contrast to that, that is in conflict with that. Um, so many times... You know, I, I remember when 
I was given I was given an opportunity, right? I had applied for I was a, a training team manager several years back, way back in the day, and had applied for the center training manager position. And my the position was coming available because my boss at the time had decided to retire. And and I, I knew he was doing it out of you know, from his heart. But there was a part of the interview that I was gonna go through that was um, you know, kind of like a, a mock situation that I had to read through and provide answers. And he basically gave me the questions and gave me the information. Um, and I had a decision to make, right? I, I could have made a decision that, all right, I really want this opportunity. I really want this job. I'm gonna take this information. I'm gonna use it to my benefit. Um, I did take it, but I didn't read it. And I held on to it. But I think, you know, a few days went by and I went back and I just said, sir, you know, I provided it back to him. I said, no, I just, I can't do it. Like I just, it didn't sit right with my values. It didn't sit right with, with uh, my morals and just what I felt was true to myself. If, if it was gonna be for me, it was going to be for me. Um, and while I didn't provide all of the details and such, you know, that was, a question was asked about integrity during the interview process and I actually used some of that, that experience and that example to speak to it. Um, and also I ended up getting the position and you know that really started, um, continued, but really kind of jumped off my career as far as learning and development is concerned and stuff like that. But um, there's just gonna be situations that you may be faced with that, especially when you just look at the dollars, right? That man, like this would be some good money. I know I have the skill set. I can do this. But is doing this again, if it's going against the values that I have, is it really worth it in the end? Um, and again, that if, if you have a, a strong grip on your values, that should not be a hard decision for you to make. It should be something pretty easy if you just say, you know what, no, I'm good. Uh, it just doesn't fit. Does it fit with my brand? Does it fit with what we're doing? It doesn't fit with my, with my values and my morals. I'm gonna be good. I appreciate the offer, um, but I'm gonna have to pass on this particular one. No, absolutely, man. Like it's. Um... Like it's it's crazy, you know, um, when you, when you really think about it, how many folks, like when we talk about what's ne what's necessary to be successful as an entrepreneur, we keep bringing up this this topic of um, discipline. We keep bringing up this topic of of discernment, right? But it's crazy to think about how many um, entrepreneurs and businesses struggle because of a lack of discipline. It's not even just a, not a lack of discipline in like kind of the fundamental things of time management, follow through documentation, you know, having your policies and procedures, all that stuff, right? But a lack of discipline when it comes to just like staying true to your, your core values as a leader. Mm -hmm. And one of the, 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 you know, one of the best bits of advice that I got that just really resonated with me, like I found to be really, really profound is, um, you know, you were talking about, you know, we were talking about business, you were talking about business decisions. Um, and essentially, this person was just like, yeah, man, I feel like with every decision you make, no matter what it is, every decision that you're making, that you're presented with, you're borrowing against something. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. it is, but you're borrowing against something. And so that's part of the calculation that you have to do as you're making these decisions as, a, as entrepreneurs. What am I borrowing against? Right. What am I borrowing against? Um, and uh, what you find you often find is that the the most successful businesses and most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are um, firm in their their values and those things those values remain unchanged and they act as kind of the tent poles to building the business around and establishing the culture around right if your <coughs> if your values 
um, sway with the wind, for lack of a better term, right? But if they sway with the wind, and those are supposed to be the pillars that the the business and the your your entire legacy is built around, right? What is, what type of foundation is that establishing, right? You need something that it, that is solid, that is cemented, you know, from a value mm-hmm. perspective to be able to build a, a solid foundation on, right? Um, that's the only way that you're going to get true, like you know, really reach some you know ridiculous heights, right? Um, the the tallest skyscrapers are built on, right? The tallest, most flexible skyscrapers are built on the firmest of foundations, right? The most cemented of foundations, and so, um, you know, it's crazy to think about it. But like, you know, how, what would be the the response in the marketplace, right? Um, if, you know, for whatever reason, like, you know, let's say burgers really started getting popping, right? And then Chick Fil A makes a decision to say, "Hey, we're gonna, um, we're going to uh, start making burgers, right, uh, to keep up with the trend." Or, um, what would be the response, right, to to, you know, Chick Fil A, for example, making the decision to say, "We're gonna start, we're gonna open on Sundays." That's when I was like, say, like yeah. when their value is truly like, you know, they'll be clapping and cheering all over the place. Because uh, people be so mad, and let's go to Chick Fil A. It's Sunday; they're closed. <laughs> I tell my baby Greta all the time. But yeah, I, I know people will start to to like. Why are they doing this? Like, are they doing it just for the money? Are they really what we thought they were from the values and morals that they they say they believe? Correct, right? And then how does that then paint all of the other decisions that they've made that mm-hmm. are quote unquote you know cemented in their values? that now look at look like more um, expediency right or um, decisions that are made solely you know based off of profit and not rooted in a core belief system right um, and so yeah you don't want to be you know you don't want to be looking like chick-fil-a opening up on Sundays you know as an entrepreneur in terms of your your values being so flexible and what I will say too right is that um, you know we've talked about this a little bit but um, you know, I, I'm confident, you know, not this, not this season, but probably in season three, we'll probably start touching on this, but like the value as an entrepreneur of collaboration, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and partnership and, you know, being able to seek out partners and collaborate, collaboration and collaborating with people in the same space as you and all this other stuff, right. And, and how that can multiply, um, the, 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 um, impact of your business. But, uh, you'll, I will say that you'll find it very hard to have meaningful partnerships if potential partners get an inkling, a sense that your values, you know, your values what are, are um, waver, yeah, right. Because I don't want to do business with somebody who's not affirmed, self-assured in what they stand for. I want to know that if I'm dealing with with Jimmy, right? I and Jimmy is a um, you know a, de- a devout believer, a man of high integrity, high morals. Um, you know, um, a direct communicator, right? Um, you know, somebody who is empathetic and understanding, um, but is also, tr- you know, a true leader. Um, if that is who I'm going into business with, I don't want to see any indication that he's none of those things, mm-hmm. right? Because the minute I see that Jimmy can be swayed, he can be swayed to to not be empathetic if the money's right. He can be swayed to not being, um, you know, a God-fearing man if the money's right. He can be swayed to not being uh, a discerning leader, if the money's right, then I don't want to do business with them because 
ain't no telling what the, what uh, what the cost right the cost of his mm-hmm. soul for lack of a better term the cost of his soul uh, will be uh, and what will that mean for me so yeah no absolutely brother absolutely thankfully you won't have to worry about that nah. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not at all not at all right so but that I mean we, we're not going to dive into that. that that gets back to being evenly yoked when you're talking about collaboration and, and having a partner and, and doing business right and, and we talked enough about the Joe Budden podcast and their situation, but again, values and how people see things and how that affects relationships and situations. So what we're discussing in this particular podcast episode is, again, strategies to make smarter and faster decisions, but five reasons that cause indecision, procrastination, and even delayed decision-making. So we've already broken down a lack of confidence and how that could affect your decision-making. Um, what happens when there's a conflict with your personal values? Uh, and then D is about to get into, again, a delayed decision making, maybe because there's a lack of information and how that could play into that as well. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about how there's momentum in in decision, uh, the decisions that we make. And if we're not ready to make maybe the major decision, how there's still other decisions that are being made in preparation for being able to make that major decision. Right. Um, and one of those decisions could be the decision to go and get more information. Now, uh, having a lack of information can definitely help delay decision. Uh, but I think where the the biggest issue may come in terms of, you know, it, it you know, a lack of information then manifesting itself as procrastination or indecision really comes down to um, one specific operative word. Right. And that's delaying a decision in the hope that more information will turn up, right? And mm-hmm. that not being a good idea. And again, the operative word there, right, is in the hope of. So again, when we think about hope, what we're saying is, um, you know, uh, that, you know, there's no action being taken on our part to, to get more information. We're just, we're uh, waiting for the information to fall in our lap. We're waiting for it to be revealed. We're waiting for somebody to come to us and say, Hey, um, something in my spirit told me you need more information about this, right? Like we want that kind of that divine, um, you know, intervention to come down and rear its head and a voice to speak to us, right? And um, really, it's not that, right? Really, we should be pursuing getting additional information, right? So delaying decision in the hope that more information will turn up, it's just it's never a good idea. Um, it's much better to again go and get information and you can do that in the form of like learning from successful businessmen and top executives um that may have been faced with a similar challenge like we talked about you know being discerning about who do you uh look to learn from and when they were having to make similar decisions in their careers um how did they go about making these decisions right um and i think the thing that's helpful too when you, when you look at some of these extremely successful uh, you know entrepreneurs you know business builders mm-hmm. Right. One of the things that is a, a common thread, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before in other podcasts, right, is that they understand how harmful, you know, delayed action can be, especially when you're talking about a fast pace like growing market. Right. And, you know, they really do live by that that motto of, you know, accelerating time, moving with speed, like the sooner, the better and being able to then learn. Right. Mm-hmm. To be able to learn like they go into it saying, OK. I'm going to get as much information as I need or as I can get in order to make an effective decision, knowing that it may not be perfect, but I'm not going to take again, I'm not going to take a loss. I'm going to get a lesson from this. And then I need to be able to move quickly to iterate and to learn from that. Right. 
And so, again, our challenge for the for our entree leaders out there is just, you know, as you find yourself, you know, in a situation where you need to make a decision, maybe you don't have enough information, right? The key is one, to take action, to not hope, right? And to go and pursue getting additional information. And then um, getting just the, the needed information in order to make an effective decision. Because there's also a lot of risk um, in terms of procrastination and indecision when you're pursuing having too much information, too much information, which um, I know uh, Jim, you'll be kind of talking about here a little bit in a minute as we transition. Um, but uh, that too can be a huge driver for indecision and ineffective decision making, right? Is either not having enough information and not taking action to go and get it, or um, again, having too much information or in the pursuit of too much information um, and a little bit of uh, analysis paralysis. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just what you said, right? So the, the other end of that spectrum, right, is what happens when it's a good thing to be resourceful and, and say, all right, I don't have all the information that I, I may feel that I need, but I'm going to be confident with what I have, push forward and make that decision to at least move forward and start taking steps because you could always go back and say, okay, as I'm, as I'm progressing forward, I can then start gathering more information and, and be that much more uh, confirmed in, in the decision and the process or the path that I'm following. But again, what happens if you just have too much information? Like it can just, you mentioned it, you know, um, paralysis by analysis. I'm, I'm, I feel like maybe I'm a perfectionist and I want to have it absolutely right. So I'm, I'm trying to get as much information as possible. Or you can even be fooling yourself because you're scared to move forward. So in your mind, I need information. I need to go through this process. I'm researching. I'm doing all of these different things to say, oh yeah, I'm working on my business, but yet you're you're not really taking true steps to, to get the business moving because in your mind, I need more information. Uh, and you just get pulled, man. It's a, like, you know, this, this huge just swamp and muck of, of minutia and details that are really not truly relevant to, to the outcome that you really want to achieve. Um, so it's one thing to not allow yourself to get caught up with saying, well, I don't have enough information. Trust yourself, trust your intuition, take what you have, be resourceful, make a decision and move forward. Uh, but also don't go down that path where you feel like you need so much information and you're really using it as an excuse because maybe you're too afraid Take what you have and just make that decision and move forward. Um, but stay tuned, y'all, our legacy leaders out there, because on the next podcast episode, we're really going to start breaking down um, how do you deal with information overload as we start to jump into some specific strategies to help you with decision making. Yeah, man, it was uh, what's crazy, too. I, I've just seen firsthand and I, I think especially like with creators. Man, just that pursuit of more information of, um, you know, I need more feedback. I need more feedback on the music. I need more feedback on what I'm creating. I need, um, you know, I, w- I want to see if I can incorporate a new sound. I want to see if I can incorporate a new style. Out of, and really what, what we're using is the, we're using the mask of perfection to, um, to hide to hide the uh, fear, right? The fear of rejection, right? We're using the mm-hmm. mask of perfection to hide the fear of rejection because what we're saying is if I'm still always working on it, it's not a final product, right? 
well, one, I can always hide behind that if somebody does hear it and they don't like it, they don't, they're not a fan of whatever I produce as well. Oh, this is not even done yet, right? Like this is, I'm still working on this for it. So that's one. And then two, it's a great diversion for not putting myself out there to get the feedback and the, you know, and, and to open myself up to criticism, right? Because I can always say, I can get the, <clears throat> I can get the gratification, if you want to call it that, right? But I can get the false gratification of people acknowledging that I'm a creator and an entrepreneur and a builder and a, you know, business and all the stuff that um, undeservedly, you know, undeservedly, but undeservedly comes with that, right? Because, uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of folks, unfortunately, out there that love the, um, idea of being a boss but not being a boss, right? And so they want to throw out that, hey, yeah, I got my own business just so that they can throw out that line. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm able to still kind of get, get that gratification without the fear of rejection of, you know, mm-hmm. being exposed. And then it's crazy because I've seen it happen too, like where that, that pursuit of perfection or or more information also creates a situation where now whatever product you're creating is dated right oh that's not the sound anymore that's not the wave man right and then now i have a new excuse a new excuse for for not oh man i gotta work on something totally new nah this ain't it like because it like man this was this was the way this was the wave two summers ago like this ain't even nah Mm-hmm. Right, and then the cycle starts all over again of creating something new. Uh, you know, uh, the pursuit of inf- more information or perfection getting in the way of you not releasing, not putting your your product out there, not um, opening up your doors, truly opening up your doors. Right, you're still saying you're working on it, you're working on the formula, you're trying to figure it out. And then it gets dated, and then you start all over again. Right, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I love the fact that, you know, kind of you touched on that, like, and it, it is a difficult, sometimes a difficult conversation or realization for entrepreneurs to come, to come to grips with, but you really have to ask yourself, am I, do I really need more information or am I trying to run out the clock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of that, right? Am I trying to run out of the clock or am I, am I trying to avoid, I'm trying to avoid the next logical step in the process, right? Which is to put myself out there in the marketplace and to get feedback because, we are, um, and it's, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. Like we need to lean into it, right? Because as creatives, as, as people who've built something, we are sensitive about what we built because we put our. If you're doing it right, you put your, a piece of your soul in it, right? You, so um, we're not negating that, <clears throat> but that can also be uh, intimidating. The thought of, well, how am I going to respond to rede- rejection if somebody says they don't like what I produced? Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's like like they're not just rejecting my art they're they're not just rejecting my business they're not just rejecting what i'm rejecting yeah they're rejecting me and how am i going to handle that right and so i don't want to even think about that so let me just keep working on it right let me just keep working on it or let me make it let me make it so great i'm going to work on it make it so great so perfect that nobody ever be able to reject it and i'm here to tell you care who you are Hey, it's going to hate. They're going to, hate, like, <laughs> they going to reject it. Like, it's, going to, it's just everybody's taste is different. Like, I don't care who you are. Yeah, right? exactly. There are people out there. Right, I put it in a super, super uh, plain perspective, right? If we're talking about creative, we're talking about creators in the creative space, right? Because art, art in itself is, is subjective. And I do look at entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and building a business um, as, a, as an art form, right? Because you're defining a, a niche. 
Uh, people have to be bought into the vision. They have to have an appreciation for what you're building. It has to resonate with them on an emotional level. It has to resonate with them on a, uh, from a value prop perspective, like all of that stuff, right? Um, but regardless of the accolades that you know Michael Jackson has received in his career, right? There are people out there who there are people out here who listen to Thriller and Billie Jean. That, nah, nah, that ain't it, man. Like, nah, I don't like Michael Jackson, or I don't like the Beatles, right? Or um, again, I don't I don't like Prince, right? Or uh, Stevie Wonder's voice ain't that great, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, Michael Jordan's not the best basketball player, right? Like, uh, you know, Tom Brady's overrated. Right, uh, uh, you know Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, Peyton Manning's overrated, right? Like you have there. There's these pocket of folks that exist. Like there's mm-hmm. and it, they're not just pockets. Like we're talking about, you know, if you're talking about truly being in the marketplace, right? There's seven billion people on this earth. I was just about <laughs> to say that. Yeah, it's, that's that's the problem. If we get too caught up in the people who don't rock with us, who don't like us. Uh, and even the thought of that, as opposed to not just focus on the people out there who do. Yeah, exactly. The, the community that appreciates and values you, what you bring to the table, whatever your product, and your services and focus on them. The people don't like it. It's not for them. Period. It's not for them. Yeah. So just leave it alone yeah. and, and put your energy in, in the in a proper spot, which, again, is, is providing as much value as you possibly can to the community that is showing up. And is looking for you and wants to hear from you. Exactly. Exactly. And wants to buy. They want your services. They want your products. Whatever it is, they want it. Exactly. And that's really all that matters. Period. Right? And if you find your you find your niche, you find your tribe, you find your community, you cater to that, and you focus on that, mm-hmm. and you concern yourself with their feedback and only their feedback. Because the, the here's the other thing, too, is that um, everybody's entitled to an opinion. For sure, everybody's entitled to to their opinion, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that everybody's uh, opinion uh, is is entitled to your time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody's opinion is not entitled to your time. So, like, I'm not going to ask. Um, actually, it's funny enough. We were, I was just dealing with this today, right? So, uh, Mother's Day came. I uh, came and went. Uh, I ordered uh, the missus uh, this uh, clutch that she's really been uh, having her eye on uh, from Bloomingdale's. It took forever and a day in order for us to get it, but we finally got it, right? So, like, it finally came in. I ordered before we even Mother's Day hit and delays and all sorts of stuff, so it finally came, right? So, the clutch that she wanted, like, again, just so you guys know, I do not care about no damn purses, I don't. <laughs> they're, all, they're all the same to me. That's all I say. They're all the same to me. Like, I don't care. I really don't. But she cares. And this is important to her, mm-hmm. right? So um, so the, the clutch came. She's looking at it. She loves it. But then she also finds that there's another clutch, like, same brand, right? But now there's a sale. So it looks a little bit different, right? Different styles. You know, she can save money. So, like, she gets to asking me my opinion about what purse is better and that she should go with. Now, I am entitled to my opinion, but it does not mean that my opinion is entitled to her time or her energy, right? And for mm-hmm. me, I've and I'm I am very aware of that. So I tell her, babe, 
don't ask me. I do not care about purses. I'm the wrong person to have this conversation with. Mm-hmm. Like, but what do you think? It doesn't matter what I think. I'm telling you it doesn't matter what I think because I do not care about this very specific topic. If you want value-added feedback for you to make a decision, you need to go to somebody who cares about this stuff. Like, hit up <laughs> Alyssa, hit up your homegirl, like, get their opinion, get their perspective. Don't ask me. Because to me, honestly, if you want my opinion right now, I'm looking at the two bags, and damn it, they look the same. So I don't even know what the, what the difference is. <laughs> they, look, they look the same to me. They're the same thing, the same bag, just, you know, one's $200 cheaper. So, uh, yeah, get that one, right? I was going to say, yeah, which one is least expensive? <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's, what I that's, one, that's the one I like. That's the one I like, right? Um, so, uh, again, you know, it's important for you as an entrepreneur to, to be able to realize that, too. And that's a part of the discernment and then one of some of the micro decisions that are being made up to larger decisions, mm-hmm. right? Which is, like, man, look, what I'm going to produce is not for everybody, but I don't need to spend my time, you know, considering the opinions of everybody. Because yeah. if you're not in my niche, if you're not my tribe, if you're not my community, why would I concern myself with your thoughts in this area? Like, why would I, why would I allow that to sway uh, my decision making and feed maybe my indecisiveness because now I'm concerned about man, I gotta I gotta make it perfect for you know in her mind right going back to you know, Gabriella's example man I gotta buy I gotta pick the perfect purse for uh, Devonna like you will never make me happy because I don't care <laughs> right so you can spend all the time you want to r- r- wringing your hands trying to make this decision about the purse right and then when it comes to me. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm not going to say, oh, you finally found the purse I want. I'm going to be like, mm, I don't know. You like it? If you like it, all right, cool. It's going to be very underwhelming. Right. I like what you like. Correct, right? <laughs> if you like it, I love it. Right? It's going to be very underwhelming. Um, and so um, I think that's a great lesson and great advice for our entrepreneurs out there is like, you know, if you are using the pursuit of perfection to avoid any type of criticism, it's going to be, a, it's going to be um, an unfruitful effort. Um, period. Because no matter what you what you do, you're guaranteed that somebody's not going to like it. You shouldn't expend your energy there. Um, and if you spend all your energy trying to convince the person that doesn't like it to feel, finally like it, I'm telling you, it's going to be very underwhelming. The response, right? They're going to be like, eh, uh, yeah, I guess it's not that. Like, I guess it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't spend all your energy to hear it's not that bad. So. Um. So as we as we continue to move forward, like when we're talking about making decisions, there's there's going to be decisions that we make that it's easy to predict, right? As we're making this decision, what the outcome is going to be. Like I know if I make this decision to do this, then most likely it's not always guaranteed, but most likely, you know, X is going to happen. But talk to us, Devon, about you know what happens if how does this hinder my decision-making process if the outcome of the decision is like completely and just totally unknown? Yeah, man. Well, where it really rears its ugly head, right, is just that fear of the un- unknown and that fear of, the fel- of failure. And I-, I would just say, too, like when we talk about like the fear of the unknown, a lot of it, too, is um, rooted in am I going to be prepared to handle whatever is out there, right? It's almost like this we start to manifest or harbor these these images in our head of the monster on the other side of the unknown right and this is you know these are things that um have existed since we were you know we were kids it's the reason why you're growing up um 
you know, if he had to walk into a dark room, like Geo deals with this, you know, right now, he's like, you know, if he has to go in our room, he's like, yeah, but it's dark in there. Yeah, there's also a light in there, bro. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's because the fear of, like, what could potentially be in the dark, like, is just so overwhelming that it dissuades him from even wanting to go to the room. It's like, bro, like, just turn on the light. Like, you're going to be all right. I promise you. You're going to, wherever's on the other side of that dark, when you turn on the light, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be able to handle it. Right, you're gonna yeah. be, and I promise. And it, and if you can't, good news is I'm here. I'm gonna be here to help you handle it too. Right, um, and so a lot of times as entrepreneurs, it's that fear of the unknown of that 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 you know that monster in the dark, right? That um, you know may lead to indecision, right? And it, um, hell, it could start with very early on in your entrepreneurial walk, entrepreneurial walk, and, the, and just the decision to maybe start your own business, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, you know, it's crazy, right? Because I think back to, like, just our, each of our experiences and, like, that very first time you decide to, um, hey, man, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to actually, like, put myself out there and try to build a business. Like, I'm going to file an LLC. Like, the for me, when I was thinking, thinking about that, like, the very first time I went through that, bro, like, it seemed like the most daunting, scary, like, I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, what if I, what if I file, like file it incorrectly? Like, what about the, like the taxes and like, you know, making sure that like from a tax perspective, I'm on point and, uh, like, you know, uh, build, what if I build the website, try to build a website? I don't know how to build the website. It goes wrong. Like all of these things are, mm-hmm. are, can be intimidating. Right. And that fear of the unknown. And we make it out to be this, this, you know, crazy monster in the dark. Yeah. And then as we still move forward in the face of fear, right, um, and, you know, we turn on the light like Geo does, and then you realize, ain't nothing scary in here. Ain't a single thing in here scary, right? And in fact, the, the, the thought of being afraid was scarier than, than actually, you know, entering the room. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The thought of being afraid was scarier than entering the room. The thought of st- starting a business was actually scarier than the process of running your business, right? Of starting yeah. and running your business, right? And so, um, the, you know, if you're unable, though, if you're unable to muster up the courage to turn on the light, right, to turn on the light um, and not step foot into that dark room, um, you know, it, it can that one, it can definitely lead to, to um, indecision and decisiveness. And two, um, you'll never be able to dissipate that fear because in your mind, because you haven't turned on the light and entered the room, that crazy monster that you've, you've manifested in your head exists. It still exists, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you haven't, um, you haven't um, disproven it, right? Um, and so uh, that can definitely, like I said, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, cause indecision. Um, and indecisiveness and procrastination, right? That fear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we just broke down five reasons that cause indecision, procrastination, like Devon just said, delayed decision-making, right? We talked about lack of confidence, conflict with your personal values, lack of information, too much information, and then the outcome of the decision being completely unknown. Now, there's a couple of other things too that we're not going to get into, but you know, I definitely encourage you to noodle on it. Uh, and if you have thoughts, man, leave comments for us. Uh, we definitely like to hear from you uh, within the podcast or within the, the YouTube channel once the video is posted. You know, 
making decisions in a lose-lose situation and how that can hinder your, your decision-making process. What about fast-paced change? Things that seem to be moving so quickly, that can hinder your ability to make decisions. And then decision fatigue. You and I have talked about this, right? Like, you know, we're in a position where you have to make so many decisions throughout the day. Sometimes it gets, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of making decisions. But sometimes it's in those moments in your life where, like, I can't let up. Like, there's decisions that still have to be made. But I have to muster up the mental energy and capacity to get through those those different situations. So as we start to focus on the next episode, uh, and again, really breaking down strategies that you can use to allow yourself to make smarter and faster decisions, we're going to start getting into, again, how you can quell some of these these challenges that we just talked about in that next podcast episode. So you're not going to want to miss that. Again, breaking down strategies to make smarter and faster decisions for all of our entree leaders and legacy leaders out there. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, like I said, um, you know, what we talked about today was really just acknowledging the drivers of indec- you know, um, indecisiveness and procrastination. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if you're really looking for some answers, some tactics on how to overcome these things, we're going to get into that into the next episode. Um, so um, coming out of this, uh, definitely like noodle on the things that we talked about. Do some self-reflection too. Like take stock yeah. of like how many times have you found yourself as an entrepreneur or a leader uh, failing to make a decision, and it's because of these things. And how often are you using maybe some of these things as crutches or? you know, diversionary tactics to avoid doing what you need to do, which is to make the difficult decision. Like, I think that's the, you know, the other thing that we talked about, uh, you know, a couple of times throughout our podcast episodes, um, you know, when you really take a step back and you identify, like, what is the anatomy of a entree leader, an entrepreneur, entre, uh, entree leader, a leader, mm-hmm. a legacy leader, right? It's our ability to Make the difficult decisions that others won't or can't, right? Um, it is our ability to navigate the unknown, right? Be willing mm-hmm. to navigate the unknown, um, to cast a vision, to chart the course, to help navigate other folks through the, un- the unknown, right? Um, and it's that self-awareness, right? It's that self-awareness. And um, again, you know, you, got, you guys know how we are, like, you know, we're real with you at one point or another in our careers, um, in our lives, we have fallen victim to one of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. On may, and maybe on several occasions, but it's only through the self-awareness It's only through the reflection It's only through doing the work that we've been able to, um, not just acknowledge it, but be able to overcome it. And we'll get into the specific tactics that we've been able to leverage throughout our career, our journey as entrepreneurs, um, to uh, be able to overcome these things so that we can make the difficult decisions that need to be made. Because, again, like I said in the beginning, uh, and I want to reiterate here, right, um, for these decisions as entrepreneurs, we know they're not going anywhere. They're not going to disappear. Like, if the decision needs to be made today, it's not like you just sleep on it and then you wake up tomorrow and the decision doesn't need to be made no more. Like, it's going to still be there, right? And the longer you delay this, you know, decision, you know, um, a decision or deciding, the the greater the stakes, the more ratcheted up the urgency um, becomes, the less opportunity there is for pivot, right? If you need to go in another direction because you've delayed it to the point where maybe you don't have as much time to now uh, learn, iterate, and pivot, right? And so, 
um, we're really trying to stress this month and give you the tools needed so that you can make the decision because if you do not make the decision the decision will make you i promise you it will make you as an entrepreneur 100 percent of the time and so um, yeah, really excited to get into the next episode and really start breaking down some of these tactical things because um, I know some of our entrepreneurs or entree leaders out there listening, um, you know, you you may be further along in your self-awareness walk and you're like, all right, I hear y'all. I'm with y'all. Yep, those things exist. What do I do about it? Well, stay tuned. We're going to be telling you we in the next you. episode exactly what you do about it in order to overcome it. 100%. So to all of our entree leaders out there, again, thank you for listening. Uh, please show some love, comment, like, and share this episode. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Again, it costs you nothing uh, but maybe 30 seconds of your time. Um, if you want to reach out to us, again, meet us on Facebook in the Legacy Leader community. Uh, we would love to have you in there. You can follow us on Instagram uh, and Twitter at Legacy Leadership. Uh, and then as well as on LinkedIn, Facebook, and of course, our YouTube channel, Legacy in Leadership Podcast. Uh, all of the different social media platforms that you can follow us and continue to get snippets uh, and, and different clips uh, of all of the, the golden nuggets that are being dropped. And just continue to follow the story as we work and, and get better at our branding and just telling the story and, and our journey of what we're going through through again these social media platforms we'd love for you to take that journey with us um so there you have it do not miss the next episode as again we start to really break down the strategies to help make you a smarter and faster decision maker so for all of our entree leaders legacy leaders until next time god bless y'all stay encouraged take care everybody on that beat going crazy. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.